After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice cold reward. Medela, you put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor, because you know the bigger the fight, the better the reward. Medela, the mark of the fight. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. With the first jewel claim. Oh, it's a photo of the Derby! Mystic Sam! The race for the Triple Crown erupts into an epic party. The Preakness Stakes, May 18th on NBC and Peacock. I think the Panthers cover going the Cardinals over the Jags. I just think there's too many playmakers. I don't trust Trevor Lawrence. He's throwing picks every game so far. I just think the Titans are better. I don't care who plays for quarterback for the Colts. They they can't protect. They haven't run the ball well either. Oh, yeah, that's right. That's right. Johnny the Shark, Chris Sims on buttons on a heater. That's right. <laughs> Six and oh, the last two weeks in his best bets. Wow. Yeah. Six and oh. I think on the year now, I'm actually... Uh, I'm seven and two on my, you know, three weeks. So we got to pick, and and one of those beats was the 49ers blowing a 38 to 10 lead, yeah. right? Where they got the two point conversion at, at the end, the Lions to make an eight point. Yeah, so I got backdoor covered there, but yeah, yeah, that's right. Johnny the Sharks here. I appreciate you leading with that. Thank you. Because as the the late great Hayden Fry used to say, if you've done it. It ain't bragging. So <laughs> that's right. You did it. That's right. You laid that out there. You were right. So why not run it up the flagpole? Yeah, you, you got it. It's, that's a great quote, actually. Yeah, you're right. If you've done it, it ain't bragging. Yeah. I used to have a friend in Tampa, Dwight Smith. Okay, who was really like my one of my best friends on the football team. Dwight like was awesome dude. Inner city Detroit. I mean, always kept it real. Didn't matter who it was. Like, it didn't matter if it was Gruden or anybody. He was going to give you a straight answer, right, and let you know. And people loved that about him. So just to your point, so we were going out one night, and, you know, I'm rookie year or whatever. He used to wear his jersey to the club, his own jersey. His own jersey. Like, as a joke or for backward. real? No. He'd go, to your point a little bit, he'd go, if I'm not going to represent me, who is? And I'd go, that's a damn good point. I'm with you. <laughs> but, yeah, he'd wear his own damn jersey. His first time and only time I've ever seen As a grown person. As a grown person. Not yeah. like, you know, that's like something a freshman would wear do. my Friday you know, jersey to school yeah. or something like that. I'm picturing yeah. like a freshman on campus doing that. And the senior seen it and pull him aside and be like, dude, that's we don't do that. <laughs> yeah, no, no. This is Dwight Smith, like two, two pick sixes in the Super Bowl. Yeah. He's already done that. And hey, self-promotion. I it, loved it. I loved it. That's why I love Dwight Smith. But. Done it, it ain't bragging. All right, so let's get to it. What do you yeah. want to start there, big guy? Well, just, I mean, we have we have our Monday categories yeah. we're going to get to. Yeah. But before we do that, just kind of from 10,000 feet, right. quarterbacks yesterday, it was almost like we're going to give Paul and Chris just a little, little something extra to talk about here tomorrow. Yeah. Man, oh, man, great throws, great play in critical moments. Right. Fun day. Fun day. I feel like we had like uh, there was like a group of quarterbacks that were just absolutely outstanding, yeah. and then like there was a group of like ten yeah. quarterbacks where it was like there they was no to in help between. In their own way. Yeah. yeah, there was no in between like, yesterday. It was a lot of great play or like really below average quarterback play. But man, a good day again. You know, in the NFL, just never lacks surprises. I mean, you know, the Chiefs, the way they lost, that's just still a shocker. They're sitting there at one and two. You know, could easily be three and zero. You look at the Baltimore Ravens who were sitting there at two and one. You go, they could easily be zero and three. I mean, easily. Yeah. It's it's just amazing the NFL, and it just it proves to everybody. I hope just how close the league is. That it's not about just one person always and everything. It's it the league. The NFL is unreal, and you're seeing some of the best teams and the worst teams. There's just not that big of a gap. So we have our oh oh oh. 
We forgot something. I didn't forget. I just was waiting a second. Wait, okay. Yeah. Is, 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 is the table set? Are we ready? No, we're good. Well, Chris Sims presented by Under Armour. We do want to get that out there. Yeah. The only way is through, yeah. right? Yeah, Booyah. The only way. But yes, I mean, Under Armour, come on. Love it. We're doing a, getting a segment on uh, Football Night in America last night. With Under Armour. With Under Armour sponsoring my little, like, breakdown, right? Pretty you cool. You had, like, seven breakdowns last I night. I did. By I did have some breakdowns. I must have missed that one. <laughs> they liked me this week yeah, in the they control did. room. Yeah. And uh, even get a little segment of In the Weeds on the Peacock postgame show, mm. uh, where we get. And it's Under Armour sponsors that, where I break down something even a little more in depth. Yeah, yeah. We're giving Under Armour their money's worth. Yeah. No, in the weeds, not in the weed. (laughs) (laughs) I'll know I'm really big time when I can do both. Yeah. I can break down in the weeds and maybe be smoking weed as I'm doing it. You keep posting that kind of record with your picks. I mean, maybe I'll get there. Yeah, (laughs) it could happen. So we we have our Monday template. We're gonna uh, three ways. We're gonna hit every single game. Victory lap, damn okay, and give me the headlines. Cool. Thankfully, we have uh, like soundtracks and like lead-in sound for a number of these. So let's begin yeah. with victory lap. Spells like victory. Victory is mine. Victory! Been listening to the Victory Podcast where they go over all the entourage shows, by the way. Oh. Have you heard it? No, it's I great. Not. Really? I think we just heard Kevin Dillon yell, yell victory there. <laughs> it yeah. was. That it's totally very was. good. If you liked that show. Yeah, I did. I loved th- that they show. They hit every single episode for one, for one podcast. Okay. All right. So, That's cool. Keep that in mind. I will. Good one. Good from, plug. From a football standpoint, though, why not start out with the Packers knocking off the Niners 30-28? to 28. And our theme here with the victory lap is quarterback to wide receiver connections. Yeah. That had a lot to do with uh, defining wins yesterday. So Rodgers to Adams 12 times. For 132 yards. Yeah, special. I mean, uh, you know, I, I did a few little breakdowns of that game last week and really thought, like, if they want to win the football game, the Green Bay Packers, it's going to have to be Aaron Rodgers throwing the football outside the numbers. I did a whole thing for AWS on Thursday where we broke it down. To me, that was the spot where they could take advantage. You got a really strong arm quarterback in Aaron Rodgers. The weakness of the 49ers, as you heard Collinsworth and Al Michaels explain so many times last night, is the corner position. And they, they exhausted it. You know, that's the one thing I love about Green Bay. You know, I do love this, and I know I'm not as high on Devontae Adams as the rest of the world at times, but I do love watching their relationship. They are, like, next level, like, they can look at each other and I think think like I know what he's thinking. Mm-hmm. I know what Rowdy wants. So I do appreciate that. And I appreciate them just going back to the well, being like, no, he's fucking good. We're going to keep drawing plays up for him. And this guy throwing the ball is really fucking good too. And let's just see if you can stop it. Targeted and the- a career high 56%. Woo, Last night, 56%. 56%. Prior to that, his career high was 43.8%. Well, I mean, I'm really impressed by Green Bay's win last night. It makes me think differently about them as a team going forward. I didn't know if they Biggest quite, reason. I didn't What's know if they quite, the quite toughness and just battle-tested against the top-quality teams. Like I, 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 That's, to me, where they've fallen off, where the last two years we've been like, yeah, 13-3, and three, but it's like an underwhelming 13-3. and three. Yeah, but San Francisco had owned them in big games. I know, I know, and this is, it changed me. To, to see the way they won that game, you know, I think there's, man, there's a lot of things that jump out to me. First thing I'll say is Joe Barry on the defensive side of the ball, the coordinator for the Packers, great game plan. You know, a lot of, lot of different defenses early. You know, he knows Shanahan. They, we were all together down in Tampa at one point. 
So he's studied them. He knew I can't get into a routine of, oh, when they're in this formation, I'm going to play this defense, or when they're in this personnel, because Shanahan's a master at that. So once he figures you out, he starts to dissect it, and I don't think he ever let him get in a groove. But he bested him on that last drive. I mean, Aaron erased it with the way he played in the last Sure. Sure. 33 seconds, but Garoppolo won against Barry in that last round. He did. He did. Well, you know, again, the 49ers offense is super talented. But to me, overall, the win of the night was still Green Bay. Overall. The fact yeah. that the 49ers couldn't score any points in the first half until a big kick return before the end of the halftime, yeah. you know, right before halftime, that to me was a victory in itself. The Green Bay Packers should have been up more than 17 nothing. Let's not forget they got stopped yeah. on a fourth and right. one on like the four yard line, right? So they could have kicked a field goal there. But 49ers, this is where they're, you know, they're the ultimate four-quarter. Like, the game is never fucking over with San Francisco, and that's what I respect about them. They're tough as hell, but, you know, I think just the physicality and toughness of Green Bay, they protected Rodgers pretty good for they the did. most part of the night. They ran the ball with a little – not that it was like, whoa. It was enough. Enough, right? Yeah. Just enough to where you went, 49ers, they, they got to respect it. And I think that, that makes me think differently about them, especially without no Bakhtiari, no Elting Jenkins. And then the main thing being Rodgers and Adams. I mean, just going, they're not good out there. They play a lot of looks. They play quarters and single safety defenses that really end up being like man-to-man on the outside. And the stats don't even tell the truth here. They, you know, 12 for 132 doesn't tell it because there's four penalties for 86 yards in the San Francisco 49ers, and they're almost, I believe, every yard of them is pass interference. That's right. So that doesn't go on to their total yards for a team either. But here's a great little graphic of just how they use Devontae Adams, move him around. And, Good I balance. Mean, look at on, that, right? Outside to inside, right and left. You can't, you can't really get a break on what he's doing. You know, you know, he's in the slot. He goes in. He goes out. He's outside. He goes in. He goes out. He goes in deep enough to to make you think there. And then, like, get the fuck out of here with that last throw. Oh my the, god! The, the first the throw, to last, last throw. throw. Yes, get the fuck out of here. I watched it. I mean, I'm not. I watched it 25 times. Right. Last night and right. this morning, and that play does not exist. There isn't a 25 yard in route <laughs> in anybody's playbook, and yeah. it was really cool that Michelle Tafoya got him to say after the game, "We just drew that up over the weekend, just tinkered with it, just to try and drop right. one over Fred's head." Yeah, but nobody throws a 25 yard in route, which means he threw it 35 yards in the air. Yeah, a play that doesn't exist for anybody else. 35 Phenomenal. yards in the air over, like, you're, you know, one of the best linebackers in football and right. Fred Warner. First yeah. off, just to have the guts to go, wait, that guy's there. Oh, man. And then, you know, again, I, you know, I, I think as ex-quarterbacks, you and me can appreciate it for, like you're saying, it's a 30, 35-yard throw that's got enough power on it, but just the right touch to just yeah. barely get over Fred Warner's hands. Unreal. It's normally I mean, it about really an 18-yard route. Yes. Where, and everybody's used to drop it over the backers, get it there before the safety. You just don't see it that far down the field. Yeah. It's just, uh, it was awesome to see. Awesome to see. It really was a um, big win for the Packers. Do you worry at all about, I mean, backing it up to Adams and our theme here, that it's too much Devontae Adams? And I went back and I looked at uh, Matthew Stafford, I think he had six players with three catches or yeah, more yesterday. Right. I think Derek Carr was in that same category. Right. Justin Herbert was near it as well. Right. So Adams had 12 catches. Yeah. Um, I think Scanling had three. Yeah. And that was that was it. Yeah. I mean, nobody else even close to him. No, you're right. Lazard had the one for 42 as I look here. I have no problem with it. Like, I'm big on if it ain't broke, don't fix it. And to me, the thing that I look at more than anything in these these things is – 
it's going to change defenses, and it's going to then lead to other people getting touches because now people are going to go, well, shit. You know, we kind of wanted to play our defensive scheme and not change things up, but damn, they're doing. The, Adams and Rodgers are so on fire. We're going to have to tweak some things. We're going to have to maybe show him some extra coverage, love on third downs or certain form, you know, certain formations, and then that's going to make defenses do things to stop him, and it's going to open up everybody else. I'm big into like exhaust something. Then get people to adjust, and now it's going to open up another avenue of your playbook. Repeat your best stuff. Exactly right. You know, again, I mean, it's you know Brady and the Patriots when they were winning Super Bowls. What were they doing? Oh, it's Gronk on a big play. Okay. Oh, it's Julian Edelman on a big play on third and five. Like they never, you know, uh, went to the well. You know, too many times with those guys. A couple of questions from yeah. Twitter. I, I want to get your response yeah, to. Number definitely. one is from at the Wust. Damn. Okay, Matt Fleur stuck it to your boy Shanny last yeah. night. Out coached him. I want to get back. To that, out coached him. O line of four new guys in a defense that was supposed to get shredded. Yeah, I, I mean, listen, I, I think that was a big game for Matt Lafleur. I could tell just by the emotions on the sidelines. Yeah. Hey, they got screwed over with some calls. Like, hey, even before the end of the first half, right? They scored the touchdown with Trey Lance. The play before was grounding. That should have been called. That should have been now third and twenty. From the goal line. So, but yes, I, I can't say enough about Matt Lafleur. I mean, they showed, like I said, a, some toughness. You know, the ability to kind of like abandon maybe what they really want to do sometimes within their offense and go, no, this is what we got to do this week to win the football game. And they did. They outplayed the 49ers. There's no doubt about that. I still have worries about the Niners in in some ways. What's your biggest one? Well, I, I again, I know like Jimmy G was good at the end of the football game, but there's just too many moments of stagnant like. And what I always say. You know, there you go at the end of the first half. They do nothing in the first half. Green Bay's defense is good. Don't get me wrong, but it's not. we're not going to 85 Bears yet, all right? It's going to be a top 10-ish defense, right? But then the second half, how they come out? They come out, they score a touchdown to make it 17-14. 13-play, 83-yard drive. I don't want to take anything away from Jimmy Garoppolo. I mean, a nice touchdown pass. Mm-hmm. But if you guys just go back and watch that drive, that's, that's the Shanahan special drive. You know, oh, screen here, reverse to Ayuk, pitch to Debo Samuel, oh, fake this screen, and now they're on the 10-yard line, and it's like, oh, Jimmy, can you make one play for this, this drive? Oh, he did. Look, what Jimmy's playing great. Look, he made a throw in the end zone. You know, so to me, I still have that question about them, and I know that's going to sound negative on Garoppolo. I'm not trying to stick up for my buddy Shanahan either. I'm not. I'm just saying that. I'm not sold that when Shanahan's run game and things can't dominate, that I trust Jimmy G to carry you through, like, like we've talked about many times right. over the last year and a half. At SF Monk Monk, and this gets into um, kind of a clock management, game management, did the Niners screw up by not pooch kicking the kickoff at the end? It would have forced the returner to pick it up and ate up a few seconds off the clock. There's definitely that aspect, but I think what you have to be scared about, too, first off, you have a 49ers defense that you know is really good. Mm -hmm. So I think the ultimate thing is they're looking at let's make them go as far as they got to go. Squib kips are not guaranteed to get down there inside the right. 20. So where I think Shanahan and company were probably looking at it and go, we hit a squib kick, and it takes the wrong bounce, and they recover to the 35-yard line. That one completion he makes, right. the first one, they're already in field goal range right, right there. So yep. I think that's where I'm not going to fault Kyle from there. I think I, I, the defense, they had some momentum going at that point, and I think he was going, let's just kick it down there, rally, make a tackle, and make Rodgers go as far as we possibly can. Just getting started here with the quarterback-receiver connections that played huge yesterday. Matthew Stafford to Cooper Cup. Whoa. Rams beat the Buccaneers 34-24. to Cup, nine receptions, 96 yards, two touchdowns. Number one receiver. 
receiver in the NFL right now, 367 yards. Yeah, right. It's amazing. And to your point when we just talked about with Devontae Adams, right? It's been so Cooper Cup, Cooper Cup, Cooper Cup. And then what happens yesterday? Deshaun Jackson over the top of a bunch of times. Yeah. Teams are so worried about, damn, Stafford and McVay and Cooper Cup are tearing people up on 5, 10, 15-yard throws. We're going to play some defenses to stop that. Zoom! There's Deshaun Jackson at 39 years old. He's still got two rockets up his ass. It's unreal. I mean, it really is. I can't say enough about the Rams and the way they looked yesterday. It's outstanding, isn't it? Right? My I mean, gosh. They never to me the biggest thing is they never win these games in years past with like against a really awesome defense like the Bucks when they can't run yes. the ball on the bootleg and now yeah. it's just like oh so what it's not working we'll still you know sprinkle in some runs right here but we got this guy and McVay's now got a bunch of other plays that he's adding to the the yeah. playlist and that's where they're scary so that was a big big time win and Cooper Cup is amazing right now it's not like they caught the Buccaneers on a horrible day like no, sometimes right. you just catch a good team in a bad day and right. hey credit to the team that makes the other team play lesser than yeah Buccaneers played pretty well I mean that was the Tampa Bay Buccaneers yes and from the start the Rams just looked seven to ten points better the entire time it seemed like it you know the defense seemed like they were flying around and had a pretty good beat on on uh you know what what Tampa wanted to do I was worried that Tampa might be able to just run the ball and overpower uh the Rams that way and you know they didn't run the ball many times so that's one thing I want to go back and look at to go why you know, I have a feeling Raheem Morris probably loaded the box a few times and gave them some bastard looks of being like, we got a lot of people in here. Do you really want to run it? And then they drop back. But they also, I thought, found a lot of ways to rush four and five and just be around Brady a lot as the game went along. You know, that's the other thing that I noticed. And we know if there's one flaw with Brady right now in his game is you start to get people around him, he'll miss some throws mm -hmm. and panic a little bit. And that was something that jumped out to me as well. Let's look at the other defense. I'm going to throw out one number here yeah. for you. Stafford on third down was 10 out of 12 in two touchdowns. As a team, they were highly efficient, well over half really? on third down. This Buccaneers defense, as much as we loved what Brady was doing at the end of last year, the defense was terrific in the postseason, especially against Mahomes. Yeah. What's the deal right now? I, I, you know, Pete knows what I, I think about. They're, they're just to me still too over, over aggressive. You're, you're too talented to be rushing five and playing so much man to man all the time. You know, there was a number of plays, especially early in the game, where they were pick plays. You know, things that Dallas did to Tampa in Week One, where I just. You know, there's certain formations and certain things where you just can't play man-to-man. -man. Like, just think of the, like, the end zone play uh, with Cooper Cup. He gets the easy, like, little pick touchdown. Yeah. It wasn't even – I mean, it's a pick, yes. But the way they play it and defend it, they don't even have to go out of their way to, like, make the pick happen. It's a bunch to the left. Cooper Cup's the inside of the three, and they're playing man-to-man, -man, three on three. The two outside guys just run straight. They, all they did is run straight. And the guy on the inside trying to cover Cooper Cup, now he can't get through those two defenders as those receivers just run upfield a little bit. They don't even go, like, let me go find the guy to pick him. It's literally like, we're going to go up straight, and he's going to have a hard time fighting through the trash here. And that, to me, is something that's jumped out uh, about that. And it's something that I think all year long we got to watch. It's just Todd Bowles, can he contain himself from being a hair too over-aggressive? Reminds me of what we saw from the Buccaneer offense last year. They, they were pretty good, but they yeah. kind of struggled. And then by the time they got to December they had a real identity Definitely. they were excellent in January right you think the defense with Bowles can kind of be in this figure it out adjust kind of way early in the fall 
and be better later on? I do. I do. I just think they're too smart of a group down there. You know, I think Arians and everybody, they'll, they'll get a feel for what they, what they need to do or the adjustments they need to make. You know, don't forget, they're missing a few people in the secondary too, right? You know, uh, what's his name? 35, uh, the kid from Auburn. I always blank on his damn name. He got hurt yesterday. Uh, there is no uh, the corner who got hurt in the week one. Um, damn, I'm blanking on his name, 35. They, both, uh, they had a couple of Auburn corners there. Jamel Dean, Thank you very much. Damn it. Yeah. So, so that, 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 you know, they're not at full strength there either. Uh, but that is definitely a game that I want to go back and break down for what the fuck happened Wednesday and, and show some of those plays. One more Stafford yeah. comment here. I know it's only one month in to the Stafford McVay relationship, but it's been even better, I, I think, than hoped or expected. He's at 70%. He was never more than a mid 60% guy in Detroit. No. His touchdown interception is nine to one. Even in his best years, he was like a three-to-one guy. Right. Is this – I mean, h- how many levels better than you pictured it is it through one month? Well, honestly, it's what I thought it might be. I, I and really I know you did. were high on I know. It. I you was high on it. I don't know if I, yeah, I don't know if I expected it to be like hitting the way it is right yeah, now. His efficiency like, numbers are so high for, for how much he's pushing it down the field. Yeah. Well, and – you know, again, it's, it goes back to our old thing that you and I talk about a lot. He just, he's got some support. He's got answers against everything. It's not always on him to, hey, hang in there, and nobody's open, and we can't run, and we can't protect, but we'd like you to throw 25-yard lasers for first downs all game. Like, oh, okay, coach, no problem. Yeah. I mean, that's what he's known. And now he's like, wait, I, 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 an easy completion for 10 over the middle to Cooper Cup? Whoa. Whoa, Robert Woods wide open for six yards? This is amazing. Whoa, let me look at Robert Woods and get everybody to collapse, and then there goes Deshaun Jackson wide open? I mean, he's getting to play a style of football that he's just never been, never had the luxury to do. And I think now everybody's going to see that Matt Stafford is one of the best quarterbacks in football. That's plain and simple. He's just too talented. And now he's got a team around him, and, and that's where they're good. Only, um, yeah. Last thing I want to say about yeah. the Bucks too. Just sloppy, too. Penalties, just a little bit all over, over-aggressive. That certainly hurt them in moments, um, but that's something that's hurt them, uh, I think, a little bit in, in, in all three games that have made games closer than maybe they'd like or, you know, of course, not winning yesterday. This is the third mention here, but, I mean, you could argue that this is first. Justin Herbert to Mike Williams yesterday Woo! at Arrowhead. Woo! Chargers. Giant win in yeah. the same way that the Packers win over the Niners was giant. Like, that's the team you have to beat. Right. Except this is in division. Chargers 30-24 over the Chiefs. And Herbert to Williams uh, seemed unstoppable for a lot of the game. Seven catches, 122. Yeah. I mean, Mike Williams is special. He's, he's a top 10 receiver in football. The way he can run, the size, everything there. You know, and he's one of those guys, Paul, as you know, big receiver. Like, it just doesn't matter if he's covered. It's like, oh, okay, well – you know, I'll, if I just put it in the right spot, he'll go up and get it and, and beast whoever it is. Uh, it, I guess where I want to start is it's impressive. I give the Chargers a lot of credit. I think I still look at it and go, man, the Chiefs are just fucking shit up. That's the only way I can say it. They really controlled the game early, go right down the field, and you're going, here we go. They look good. They're on a mission. Wide open receiver down the middle. And listen, I'm all for cool. I'm all for cool. Too cool? Too cool for school right there. I felt like I wanted to talk to my 11-year-old after that <laughs> and go like, come on, man. Come on. I know it's cool and you saw it on TikTok. Yeah. But, like, he's wide open. There's nothing to look off. Just look at him and throw the ball, and he's probably going to score a touchdown. But Mahomes tries to do no look. It ends up being a foot or two behind the guy, and it gets picked. 
And now, okay, we should be up. We're not up at 0-0. They make a stop. They go right down the field again. And Tyree Kill catches a ball over the middle and close quarters, takes three steps. Boom, somebody knocks the ball out. All of a sudden you're going, damn, we've kind of executed well, and we should be winning, and we're in a 0-0 football game. Oh, in fact, now we're about to go down 6 nothing, And that's where you know the Chiefs have just been sloppy like that the last two weeks. Who impressed you more in September, Justin Herbert or the quarterback we just talked about, Matthew Stafford? Ooh. I, 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 I guess I'll – I'm going to give – I guess – I don't know. They've both been amazing. I, I guess I'm, I'm more happy for Stafford right now just mm-hmm. because it's been years of just everybody like, oh, he can't win a playoff game. Right. It's his fault. It's none of the other 52 guys there or the coaches there. It's just his fault. So I'm happy for him. But, like, Herbert's just special. Like, again, this is, this is why he was neck and neck with Joe Burrow coming out in the draft, right. in my opinion. You know, he just he's got a, a calmness and a maturity about him to where he just never seems flustered. You know, as you and I were talking before we started the podcast, he never loses control of the right, football. Right. Every ball is a perfect spiral and pretty much right where he wants to put it. And he does it with ease. The decision making and the accuracy are kind of like when, when the Chargers took him in the top 10, how you pictured, OK, m- maybe in year three or four with that talent, if he really gets it. If things really click and there's a good system around him, you could picture this happening. Right. Best case scenario. And he's there in September of his second year. Like, he he gives you that feeling, like, when he drops back, he can put it wherever he wants to. No doubt. When he drops back, you just go, well, it's almost, you know, it's like the great quarterbacks in football. You just go, well, where's he going to get a 15-yard completion from here? He's going to hit somebody. Watch out. They're going to strike. And, you know, I just, again, I think the second year in a system, a new system, and the fact that that seems to be seamless, he's obviously an incredibly bright guy to do that. And uh, just in clutch moments, just doesn't seem to really be phased either. You know, know, and, and, and the big thing is, like, the first two weeks, he threw some bad interceptions in the fourth quarter or late in the game down there in the red zone. Corrects that yesterday yep. and does nothing but just make great decisions and great throws in the red zone. No picks. To help them win the football game. But do I sit here and just go, do I think they're the better team than the Chiefs right now? No, I don't. I'm not going to say that yet. Why? I'm not. Well, to me, you know, there we were in a one-score game and it was a 4-0 four, four turnover battle. Like, and the Chiefs turned the ball over four times and we're still there toe-to-toe. You know, I didn't even get to, yeah, Mahomes' stupid interception – Tyree Kill fumble, Clyde Edwards Hilaire fumble the next freaking drive, or maybe there was the drive in between there. But man, those mistakes, then the game being 24 all in the fourth quarter, and Mahomes going to make that kind of throw down the middle of the field? Like, listen, it, I know it's, it's hard to criticize him because all we do is see him do it all the time. Right. But. He needs to check himself before he wrecks himself right now a little bit and go, wait, I I don't have all my mojo. Right. Maybe I need to play just a little bit closer to the vest here right now, and and I'm not going to get away with some of the stuff he did. Ice Cube 93, I think that was. Somewhere in there. College for me, maybe grade school Seventh, eighth grade-ish. Middle school for you. Yeah. And we we spent so much time, I think, two weeks ago right here looking at that screen, watching the same play with Tyreek Hill running wide open against the defense. Cleveland should have been playing against him. 
He was he was somewhat limited, uh, definitely yesterday. Yeah, have you watched it close enough to know kind of what they did to keep him in check? Well, like I, Brandon Staley, the one thing I love about him is he's he will do outside the box. Like you haven't seen us do this, and we're going to play this defense today on third down. We yeah. haven't done it in any game yet, and here we go. You got a plan, but like, hey, it's two weeks in a row to me where it's a little concerning that they. You know, again, like, okay, Cleveland with their defense, and you know they're going to play the same coverage all the time. They got him open. But now it's Ravens change things up a little bit. Chargers are a little different. And to me, just you, you can't go and, like, five touches for Tyreek Hill is not enough. Right. He's the most dangerous guy in football with the ball in his hand. Like, they got to find more of a screen game, the speed sweeps, whatever it is. To me there, that, that, to, to, to kind of jumpstart it. You know, it's the strength of the team is Mahomes, Hill, and Kelsey. Mm-hmm. And they got to exhaust all angles to get them the ball. I know they ran the ball well yesterday, did some things there that are real positive. That'll maybe get some people to come up, you know, again. It's still, I think they got to tinker with just finding more ways to get people to come up so they can start bombing away to Tyree Kill again. And, and right now, nobody totally wants to respect coming up before we move on i want the first thought that comes to your mind when i say something i never thought i'd say here on september 27th we head to october chiefs in last place in the afc west yeah crazy it's all right i'm not panicked yet i'm not i just still think there's too much talent on the football team i think like i said it's 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 self mistakes more than anything you know i know they're not playing perfect football their defense has been definitely a little concerning there's no doubt but i don't look at it and go man the Chiefs are just not playing well. I want to go, no, man, they were up by 11 in Baltimore in the fourth quarter and fucked it up. Yep. And there they were yesterday. They just thought, you know, hey, we'll show up and put on a show and step on the gas pedal and we'll show the Chargers who's boss. And they get, like, too cocky and complacent at times. Moving on, Josh Allen to Emmanuel Sanders as Giddy the up. Bills take down Washington. Easily 43-21, and that combination led the way. Watch out. That's all I can say. Watch out. To me, it's, it's um, you know, I'm going to sit here and look just to, before I clarify this comment. Buffalo is the best team in the AFC. Buffalo is the best team in the AFC. They had no business losing week one to Pittsburgh. You still have KC as a second? I, um, that that no, noise I'm gonna answers my I'm going to make Cleveland two, probably, okay. and then KC three right now. That's okay. probably what I would do. That's Keep a good question, on. though. No, you're, you're, I'm glad you said that because I was like, oh, wait, where am I going to put them? Yeah. Um, but... Yeah, I, I just look at Buffalo and go, scary, because the defense is real. Special teams are real. The offense sputtered the first two weeks, and watch out. Now they got a little momentum in week two against Miami. It wasn't pretty, even though they won 35 nothing. And now this, this week here, you know, just to me it's showing that, like, they're not going to have to just depend on Josh Allen to win every yeah. game. They can do it any way, but, if, man, if the offense is playing like it did yesterday – yeah, they're going to be unstoppable. It's almost be 80 points the last two weeks. Yeah, almost 80 points. I mean, domination. Against Washington Miami and, and Washington, right? Good defenses. Yeah. You, you expect Washington's defense is a disappointment so far this year. Big ja- time. Yeah, Jack Del Rio is going to have to go back to the lab a little bit. You know, I don't think he can be so vanilla and just think, wait, we're going to be sound and let our front four get after people, and we just won't blow any coverages in the background. I think he's going to have to start, you know, dialing up maybe some more creative pressures, coverages that way. But, like, you know, Allen yesterday, uh, it just some of the plays and throws are – It looks like – and you, you have kids about the same age as mine, and they're probably still using the smaller footballs. Yeah, right. He's playing in the NFL like I feel when I'm in the yard with one of those junior high balls. He, he, he throws the NFL ball like I, that sometimes. Uh, uh, 
just kind of toys with it. Like, toys with it. You know, R- Rodney last night on, on our Peacock show, he said Josh Allen's the best quarterback in the AFC. Mm. And I went, like, first off, I was like, that's my boy, Blue. I'm just happy to hear him say right. that. But, you know, the more I thought about it, I just went, eh, I mean, right now, I, I, he might be. I mean, it's him and Mahomes are definitely special. And Herbert's got to be there, too, Herbert's right, now. right there, too. Thank yeah. you very much. You're exactly right. He is right there with him, too. Um, but I think, again, what separates Josh Allen is just a few of the plays you saw yesterday. Like, nobody's there. And, okay, move up in the pocket, bounce out to the outside, and then, shoo, like, whoa, there's vapor trails. Like, he 30-yard completion, touchdown, back shoulder throw. It's vapor just, trail is such a good way to describe it's, it's it. It's just yeah, unreal. It like. That's where it's unreal. And then they got a little bit of a run game. Just, just enough, enough. Yep. and they're protecting pretty well all three weeks. I know even in the Pittsburgh game, I know he got strip-sacked, fumbled, and hit a few times. If you go back and watch, he had all day some of those plays. He just got greedy and waited all day to, for somebody to get open. But, yeah, I would say watch out for Buffalo because I think now they got the offense rolling, they're, they're going to be a, an SLB. I want to throw in one of the questions here uh, at Dalton mentioned damn okay we've had a couple of damn okays here at the victory yeah. lab we sprinkle them in here throughout Josh Allen realized we weren't in preseason anymore <laughs> understandable confusion seeing as he didn't play in the first two preseason games it's great to have him back yeah no it, it is great and and you know hey like we've talked about it's hard to play a team like Pittsburgh to start the year because yeah. they just are so crazy on defense so you're like damn it's our first game especially when Watts playing and Watt was not, playing no, yeah. right so that Miami, yeah, it wasn't pretty last week. You know, but Miami, they got off. Their defense played good. They jumped off to a start, and then they didn't really have to, like, keep their foot on the gas pedal offensively, too. But I think they made enough plays and did some things, so they went, okay, we're on the right track. And then we saw it yesterday. So, yeah, that's right. Damn okay. Buffalo's here. My boy, Blue. Giddy up, giddy up, Josh Allen. Speaking of you singing or yeah. thinking, thinking about you singing, let's go from what we were just doing there with Victory Lap yeah. into the next one. Yeah. Also has its theme song, Damn Okay. Damn. Damn. Here we go. I'm okay. Damn. I'm okay. Yeah, no, I mean, yes. I'm okay. The legal gambleizing. Oh, baby. Also sponsored Chris by Sins. Under Armour. This, okay. is, this is incredible. Damn. Damn. Okay. Damn, okay. Under Armour. That's right. Yeah. Me likey Under Armour. We're going defensive edition here. Okay. So breaking away from the quarterbacks and receivers a little bit. Cool. Uh, rookie quarterbacks now 1-10 this season. Only win was Mac Jones against Zach Wilson. Ooh. Yeah. Yeah. So that just kind of gives us a little bit of flavor of where we're going. Sure. Cleveland Ooh. beating the Bears 26-6. to If you like offensive football here, that was, that was a tough watch. Yeah, it was a tough watch. You're right. 47 total yards. We can talk about that for the Bears in a moment. Let's start with Miles Garrett. Franchise record, four and a half sacks. Insanity. I mean, of course, I picked the guy to win the NFL defense MVP the last three years. Now, in the year I didn't, I finally got off and he's going to win it. Uh, but, yeah, I, he's just he's, – he's a freak of nature. And, you know, you saw the sacks, too. There was a few that were the traditional, just beat a guy off the edge. There's, you know, a few that are just like – Hey, it's a bootleg, and he runs somebody down. I mean, he could just—he can do everything. Yeah. I mean, he's one of those humans where you see him in person, you go, "Oh my gosh, that's Miles Garrett." Mm-hmm. No wonder he was the first picked. Like he just jumps out to you that way. You know, so yeah, unbelievable performance by the Cleveland defense. Hey, Chicago defense played good too. Yeah. It's just you know when you're on the play on the field every fourth play the whole game, it's it's hard to you're gonna you're gonna break at some point. But like. As much as Miles Garrett was a beast and awesome, the, 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 the story of the day is what the fuck was Chicago doing on the offensive side of the ball? What I'm were sorry. They? I, running the same offense they always run. 
which I just was shocked by. And so was Miles Garrett. I mean, yeah. he, I saw a quote after the game, right? He said something where he was like, I thought they were going to move. They, we were expecting them to move Justin Fields more. Well, the, the, let's start with uh, – yeah. I want to get to both those places. Yeah. At Snowhair312 right. asks uh, about Miles Garrett. Was it Nagy leaving him one-on-one with Jason Peters, or did he get through doubles and still dominate? I, I, from what I saw, there was like out of the four-and-a-half sacks, there was definitely a few. There was two sacks, I think, that was just him beating Peters, you know, man up. Then there was a few others where it looked like they slid slid his way, and you know he kind of had a fight, and there was nobody open, and then Justin Fields started to escape, and he got him down that way. And I do think there was one other one that was like kind of a maybe they were moving the quarterback. I can't remember exactly. And again, these are things I'll go back and watch, and maybe we talk about it on what the fuck happened Wednesday. Okay. Either way, to me, it did not look like there was a specific plan to slow him down, certainly, nor did it look like there was any plan on the offensive side of the ball to accentuate Justin Fields' strengths or mm. slow down Miles Garrett and company where you know, wait, we have Jason Peters who's on his last leg. He's playing left tackle against one of the best pass rushers in football. Like, what are we going to do to slow down their front and do that? And I think that's where I'm just amazed. I hear – we hear a lot the yeah. last few hours, last yeah. night and this morning leading right. up to our show, about just kind of what you said. You, you kind of opened us up to walk down that path. Of what were the Bears doing? Why didn't they help him more? How about a couple specifics, like a couple concepts that you wish they would have included sure. to help him more in yeah. his first start? Well, like, to me, with as athletic as he is, it doesn't, like – First off, just the run bootleg thing is going to be crucial. I didn't. I don't even think I saw much of that on first and second down. Way too much shotgun and just empty or four wides with one back next to him. Okay, that's fine too. But like, again, let's get some people moving pre-snap. Put him under center. Put him on, quarterback design runs. That's where I wanted to see more than anything. Not that you have to like exhaust it to like beat your quarterback up. But to have a few to make Cleveland go, wait, oh, okay. Like, whoa, whoa we can't just pin our ears back. He's not going to just be there. Well, they pulled two. They pulled both guards out to the right, and they had a tailback in front of them, and he followed up on that. And then, you know, okay, the next play, it's something similar to that, and it looks like we're going to do it, and maybe he gives it to a speed sweep coming out the other side. You know, again, play off of him. His speed is his greatest strength right now. And they never did anything to make Cleveland think twice or even worry about his speed. So, yeah, and then underneath center, just, yeah, play actions. Again, play action pass, get him deep in the pocket. He's protected. That slows down the pass rush. It also gets the quarterback great distance behind the line of scrimmage to open up rushing lanes. In Could case have been he his best run. friend yesterday. I know. I just, that. that's where, again, I want to go back and watch it tightly but or, or more closely. But I, I just, to me, it was like, Oh, Justin Fields is in. Let's run the same offense we've been running with Andy Dalton and Nick Foles. I know that's looked like shit, but let's just do it anyways. And that, that to me, makes no sense at all. And you guys may have run this already. I'm looking at Chris and not the monitor. But if if we haven't run the the Justin Fields, there we go. Uh, Week three at the Browns, six out of 20. Yikes. Yeah. Uh, Sacked nine times. By the way, the nine sacks, uh, most times a quarterback has been sacked in his first career start since Greg McElroy. Yeah. 11 times. In his only career start, week 16, back in 2012. 47 yards of total offense. I mean, that, that seems impossible. Yeah, it's embarrassing. How does that happen? Against a Browns defense that we've seen the Texans and Chiefs have their way with. Yeah. Right? So, yeah, I, I just it, it's lack of creativity. There is not top-end playmakers on the offensive side of the ball. 
But ultimately, I think that's what it comes down to. And then I felt like in moments, you know, as the game went on, he got gun shy too. You know, again, you know, they, they got to do better around Justin Fields. Justin Fields, I'm still, you know me, I got my eye on his throwing still. Mm-hmm. I do think there was a few times he dropped back, and he doesn't trust his throwing, so he doesn't pull the trigger. Right. So I, I, those are things I want to go back and watch on film to go, wait, is my eye right when I was watching that on TV, you know, at 1 o'clock with a bunch of games? There was some of that, but either way, underwhelming offensive approach. I just, I was so excited to like, ooh, let's see something new and cool. See something They're different. They're going to have something. Yeah. You know, and that's that's where it bothers me, and that's where also I I did this it, it like leads me again to them wanting to hold out fields to me was a political play to just oh well we, we, he wasn't ready so wait for next year so I can save my job for one more year mm-hmm. and play that angle that's what it always looked to me and when you come out with that type of game plan I, I don't know I just I kind of feel more convinced of that another rookie quarterback on the wrong end of uh, a defense playing very well yesterday saints beating the patriots 28 to 13 cameron jordan had eight pressures eight and three quarterback hits on mac jones that, that I, that's where i was shocked all right the the new england got dominated up front like they couldn't run the ball they couldn't protect the ball very well i mean protect the passer very well I was a little surprised by that. I know New Orleans' defensive front is, is mean and really nasty. Yeah. They can overpower people. But, man, I, I, I've, I'm a big fan of the Patriots' front. I mean, they've been able to run the ball pretty much the last two years and just about anybody they want, and they usually can protect the passer to a degree to where you can go, well, they can, they can execute their offense. But they got overwhelmed from, from that standpoint. They really did. The Saints, I mean, I think the score is even a little misleading. They dominated the game more than 28-13. It was 21-13 at the end there. And, it, you know, you never felt like the Patriots were really going to win the football game. You're going, man, maybe if a miracle happens. But the Patriots, it's, you know, man, it's just not stuff we're not used to seeing them do, yeah. too. You know, yeah. and again, I know a lot of people go, we're not used to seeing the Patriots do this. And I'm going to go, well, a lot of these guys are new Patriots. They're not used to Patriot football. What comes to things. mind when you say things that we're not used to seeing from the Patriots? Like miscommunication on just simple routes. Like the, even the, the, second, the second pick or, you know, the pick six by Malcolm Jenkins. Um, you know, like John o. Smith looked like he was a little in between of, do I stop? Do I continue to go? I'm not sure where they're there. They're just that, the blocked punt. You know, yeah. uh, that, 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 you know, was another moment. You know, there's been some penalties in the first few weeks where I just go, man, the, the Patriots never do that type of stuff. There's one or two other things that, that uh, I can't quite remember either. What was the other pick? Um, I know you had the P.J. Williams one. What happened on the, the P.J. Williams one? I can't remember. But either way, yeah, I guess it's the mistakes – um, the inability to totally dominate in the run game, which I thought they would really be able to do. And, and the, the last thing I'll say with, with the Patriots is they just they need to find a way to make a play. Somebody's got to take a little pre- – not every drive can be 13 plays, 75 yards, yeah. 15 plays. Like, it's just too hard to play like that in the NFL. Right. right? Maybe Brady, if you got Brady or your quarterback. But you don't now. But you, you don't. you got a rookie so quarterback. So you got to manufacture some ways to take a little pressure off of him and Josh McDaniels right. to, to, to you know, make life a little easier. One of the things that's been fun for me having these quarterback conversations with you the last two or three seasons, you chuck the stats aside. If, if, if the quarterback has a great line or a poor line, you, you kind of go with more of what you see. Yeah. Let's put Mac's numbers aside, which yeah. weren't great. Right. What did you see from his play? Uh, Mac, like, I, I still saw a lot of good. You know, the one thing I'll say about Mac that I think jumps, like, 
can he make you know the occasional splash play? Mm-hmm. You know that that's going to be the thing I think to to watch. Like where, and again, I, I don't want to be too critical of any of these rookie quarterbacks. They're in tough spots, and they they really are. All of them are. But yeah, I think that's what I look at is like, okay, wait, you know, pockets broke down. All right, you you know you got a little room to throw. Can you make a big throw 30 or 40 yards down the field with people around you into pretty tight coverage? And that's where I guess it's just a little lack of the jaw-dropping plays or the, wow, ooh, that was, that was good. The, the defense won, yeah. but Max still got a 25-yard gain. Right. And that's where, that's where people drop the ball on Brady a lot of the times. Like even you know, when I was even negative with Brady in New England or whatever, Brady's arm – is another level up from a Mac Jones or anybody else to where Brady could make those. Oh, uh, people are collapsed. The defense won. I could still throw a 30-yard laser to gronk down the seam. No problem. That's what I need to see a little bit more from, from Mac Jones, at least, at least in my assessment. Another rookie quarterback struggling, Zach Wilson. Broncos beat the Jets 26 nothing, And we, it kind of came down, as you should, when you only have 47 total yards of offense on Justin Fields and the Bears. Jets haven't scored a touchdown no. in the last – Two games. Two games. Right. Uh, let's highlight someone in a positive way for the Broncos. Alexander Johnson, five tackles, two sacks, and a pass defender. Yeah. Well, they got a really good front seven. I mean, the Broncos got it rolling on defense. I think, you know, it's been nice that they've gotten to play two rookie quarterbacks the last two yeah. weeks too, right? That, that does help <laughs> help things out. You know, but like that, that stat line tells you something right there. Which one? The, 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 Alexander Johnson, what you talk about. Two, he's a middle linebacker. Yeah. So what's that tell you? It tells you they're bringing up some blitzes where, again, this is what I've seen from them three weeks in a row. The Jets have gotten a little exposed in their pass protection mm. all three weeks. Not just like mono e mono wait, this guy got to beat me. That happens, yes. But truly like schematics where teams are like, wait, when they're in this formation, they do this with the protection. And if we blitz this guy here, they're going to have a hard time picking him up. And that's what I've seen a lot of. Uh, and, and that I mean, really, that, that would be the thing that jumps out to me more than anything. You know, again, Zach Wilson, yeah, a little loose with the ball. I get it. You know, but, it, hey, he's trying to win a football game, too. He's not just going to go, well, I'll take another sack. Oh, it's 14 nothing. Oh, I'll take another sack. It's 21 nothing. Oh, I'll take another sack, and it's 35 nothing. He's trying to fucking go down swinging. Mm-hmm. And he's under pressure. They got no run game. So he's tries to throw a few balls that you don't love. You know, his two interceptions yesterday, there was the one stupid one. At the one at the end of the game, you know, again, Braxton, I can't remember who that was. It had been Berrios right over the middle. You know, you'd like him to catch that ball. He's, again, under pressure, running up in the pocket. So life's not easy. And, you know, Denver's got a good defense and good balance on offense, and they're made to play that type of game. Last two games for Zach Wilson, zero touchdowns, six picks. 15 sacks, the fourth most ever for a first-year player in that time in the Super Bowl era. Some names ahead of him, David Carr, 19 times, Archie Manning, 18, Kyler Murray. He was running around a lot. Yeah. I was 16. And when I think of with Zach Wilson in this month, and I would like to have some time where you can kind of crow hop into a little bit and spend yeah. some time really watching yeah. so we can go back and forth. But when a quarterback gets sacked that often, what yeah. happens is he'll drop back in that split second where there's people around him, but he has time, yeah. where he has to let it go. Right. He gets a little gun shy. Sure. And he doesn't let it go. Right. He's, or you he's, peak. He's, 
Yeah. He peaks right. instead of cutting it loose with, with anticipation. Right. And that right. really unique ability the good ones have can get clouded in a big way when, when, when there's a start like this with his protection. Definitely. definitely. I mean, listen, you can go to superstars. They start getting like lack of protection like that. They're, they're going to start to make stupid decisions and, and peak like you're talking about. Knock them out of rhythm, let alone a rookie quarterback. I mean, we saw it with Mahomes in the Super Bowl last exactly. year. Exactly. That's what I mean. It's a, you know, Draw back and just start running. Yeah, just start running. Because you, you assume know? you're going to have to. You assume you're going to have to. Oh, wait, there was a guy open underneath. But, damn, I was, I was under pressure the last six plays in a row. So right. I just felt like play seven, I was going to be under pressure too. It starts to affect everything. You're 100% right. You know, too many of people right now are trying to write the fucking book about these rookie quarterbacks after three weeks. Calm the fuck down. Like, they, these teams, Jacksonville sucks. The Jets suck, okay? Mac Jones and company are a work in progress. We know the Bears' offense sucks. Let's just let it play out a little bit. Let's not write their story and their career here after week three. You know, again, I'm more into just the look. Mm-hmm. Trevor Lawrence looks good. Zach Wilson looks the part to me, the way he moves and the ball flies off his hand. It, they're going to have a lot of days that look like yesterday. Get used to it, Jet fans. You can't run the ball. You got nobody to be really scared of at receiver on the outside, right? You got a ton of injuries. You're learning new systems on both sides of the ball. This is what it's going to look like. I'm sorry. That's all I can really say there. As long as you brought up Trevor Lawrence. Cardinals beat the Jaguars 31-19. We're highlighting some defensive play here. Jordan Hicks, 12 tackles, pass defended, and a game-ending strip sack. Woo! I mean, you know, it goes back to like a little bit what we talked about last. That second level of Cardinals is with Simmons, Hicks, uh, you know, um, the damn Byron Murphy who got the, yeah, the pick, six. pick six. I mean, they got they got they got ballers. That, that's what you, you realize about Arizona. It's still not like the cleanest game in the world at times. You know, they, they seem to give up big plays or have moments of like, man, what the hell is the offense doing? How can they not move the ball on Jacksonville for three, four series in a row? Mm-hmm. But they're a little bit like the Chiefs where all of a sudden they just explode. And yeah. you go, oh, my gosh, whoa. I'll say, whoa, they're down 19-10, and all of a sudden their focus was back, and it was five plays, 75 yards, touchdown. And then it was, you know, Trevor Lawrence, I think they tried, that was when they tried to throw the uh, flea flicker. And he kind of just, you know, hey, just because it was open all week in practice, don't mean it's going to be open (laughs) in the game. You can't just, so, and then all of a sudden it's like, whoa, we were up 19-10, to and now we're down 24-19. And then you got the sense that Jacksonville had no chance after that. Like, Arizona kind of just took all the momentum of the football game. But uh, there is a lot of talented players on the Arizona team. One for nine on third down again Mm -hmm. yesterday for Kyler Murray. That You know me, that's one of my themes of the year for them to watch out for. Um, But I I wouldn't be shocked if we see this a little all year long with Arizona. Games where we go, eh, uh. But, man, they made these five or six plays and found some way to win it. They yeah. do, all over the board. As long as we're in the store, let's stop and take a look. Trevor Lawrence. Yeah, good, let's get the, on the there. The good right. and the bad. What right. do you think? Well, again, it, it's, it's to me, the look is – it looks good. I love the way he looks. First first down seven, nothing, right? Cardinals went right down on the first drive, and you went, oh, shit, they're, they're going to blow Jacksonville out. Man, nine plays, 74-yard drive to answer, and – Threw a lot of great balls. The touchdown pass he throws in the back left of the end zone to DJ Shark was an awesome freaking play. He started out looking to his right. He went all the way across the field with reads, didn't panic in the pocket, and then threw an unbelievable ball in the back left corner. Just touchdown. Next drive, okay? I think it was the next drive. It was the next drive. They drive right down again. 
Trevor Lawrence throws an interception, not an interception. Receiver dropped an easy right. ball right in his gut, right? So there they could have been up 14-7, 10-7 early. Uh, you know, either way, they go in at halftime. But I, listen, I like the way he looks. I do. It's a little bit of what I'll say, you know, again, it's just not going to be perfect. He's making adjustments. The one thing he has a little bit more than Zach Wilson right now is – I think a little bit of a run game to worry about. And there are a few – he's got a few receivers that, like, Marvin Jones and DJ Shark, you have to respect them. They can run by most DBs in football. So he does have that element. You know, so we'll see where it goes. But, again, I, the way Trevor Lawrence looks, I'm not worried about him one bit. Talking about these rookie quarterbacks struggling yeah. with, with losses, with getting sacked, with throwing picks. When it comes to the interceptions and the relentless pressure they're seeing, right. which one of those two, the, the picks or the pressure, do you think more leads to this rookie feeling that a lot of times these kids can't get out of where they're afraid to cut it loose? Yeah. Is it the, the interceptions piling up, or is it the, I'm getting hit all the time? I... I I think I think it's the I think it's the picks. Yeah, I think so too. I do because that that I mean everybody sees a stat line. Yes, the picks I think are the are the one too. You know the pressure when you're getting hit and sacked and all that. You know, first off, I think Zach Wilson and Trevor Lawrence are tough as hell, just exactly. like Mac Jones yep. and Justin Fields. They're tough as hell. Right. So, but but as a quarterback, I think you can sometimes just chalk it up to like, well, damn, I can't block the guy. Right. I can't I can't do that. You know. Hopefully, you know, like you talked about a minute ago, yeah, you want to still keep your eyes down the field and not let it affect that. But the interceptions, yeah, can make you gun shy. Or you start to worry about as you're throwing the ball, you're like, oh, I threw a pick and I'm throwing this down the middle and he's open, but it's a little tight. Right. You know, and it can make you flinch or maybe just choke at the last second to where you don't throw the ball quite the way you want it. And think about how many times, whether it's Rodgers, Mahomes, any any of these guys that are playing well, where you're watching the broadcast and they slow it down from behind. And from the time that, that they decide to throw the ball and you're looking downfield to where it goes, you're like, holy shit, that's not open. Yeah. That's not open at right, all. The right. anticipation and the placement there are terrific. And you kind of lose that little half second where you have the courage to cut that one loose. No doubt. And again, these are rookies. Like Aaron Rodgers lost that in week one. And like a little bit, I mean, the start of the first half against Detroit. But what happened? All of a sudden, he threw a few laser beams into some tight coverages and was complete and a We're big back. play. And you're right. And now he's like, I'm fucking unstoppable. <laughs> it doesn't matter. Oh, he's covered down the middle by Fred Warner. Don't worry. I'll throw the most fucking perfect touch pass down the right. middle of the field. And that's you get confidence off of that, to your point. And, yeah, these guys, uh, they, they don't, they're not there yet. They're right. not there yet. And their teams aren't there yet to help them out that way either. Hey, remember when the, the Titans took Harold Landry out of B.C.? Ooh, first round yeah. three or four years ago? Yeah. Titans beat the Colts 25-16, five quarterback hits, 10 total quarterback pressures. Wow. Tough one for Carson Wentz. Oh, well, I mean, it's it's been tough every week so far. Maybe um, he shouldn't have played. Uh, it's hard to say. It's hard to say. Listen, I, you know, I think I saw a thing after the game, like Frank Reich basically said like uh, 80 or 90% Carson Wentz was be- best option we have. So, okay, I can respect yeah. that. Yeah, they don't trust Jacob Eason. You yeah. can tell. You know, and then Brett Hundley, you know, he's new there and everything, so maybe they don't feel like he's up to speed with the offense and everything that way as well. That's all I can come to. But it's the same issues we saw. You know, this game's a little misleading, 20, 25 to 16, and I go, yeah, it's 25 to 16, but there was like Tennessee controlled this game. Tennessee had a little bit of the uh, 
we're, we're going to try to fuck this up and make the game closer than we should. Tannehill had, you know, one bad interception, another one where the guy should have caught it and the ball popped in the air, I believe. You know, they blew some opportunities that way. But, you know, Harold Landry's just – he's a man on the edge of the defense. That's the one thing. And not that he's ever going to be like the 12 or 14 sacks of the, you know, a year type of guy. But like a Mike Vrabel, he's going he's gonna to dominate the guy in front of him in the run game. He knows how to push the pocket. He's athletic enough to win with the speed rush and do that at times too. But just a really good all-around football player that you would expect Mike Vrabel to have on the end of his defensive line. So really uh, cool to see there. But yeah, I don't think you know. I don't feel I, Tennessee to me is if they get the defense right, I, they got enough playmakers on offense. And you know what I think of Henry and Tannehill to where I just go, you know, they're another team. Yeah, right now, what are they two and one? Where I go, watch out. And that's easily you know, the best team in the division. I think so, without a doubt. Yeah. yeah. I mean, there's the Colts, as you see, not protecting the ball well. And to me, you've heard me say this all year, they, they miss a player or two on both sides of the ball, again, in a close league, to who's going to make a play in a big moment to get you over the hump. It can't just always be Carson Wentz having to gut it out for a oh, seven-yard completion over the middle. Like it's just it's it's uh, it's a little all over the place, and their offense is all over the place, and they're not playing good football. Can we go a little special teams? Yeah, for the final damn okay. What Baltimore? What Ravens beat the Lions nineteen seventeen, and Justin Tucker knocks that one through from how far out was that? Sixty sixty six. Sixty six. Okay, sixty six yards. So that's awesome. Okay, it's insane. How about this? Sixteen for sixteen in his NFL career in field goals in the final minute of regulation. Unbelievable. Greatest kicker I've ever seen. 16 for 16. I mean, is there a – I was trying to think of other sports. Like, is there a golfer who's hit 16 six-footers in a row in the back nine in majors? Or uh, is anybody in baseball hitting 400 with runners in scoring position? I know. I don't don't know. That is an incredible stat. Incredible. He's such a weapon for them. At the end of the game, at the end of the halves. I mean, all, all game. I mean, you just know, like, hey, if we get around the 40, we're guaranteed to get three with this guy. I mean, 57 is all – he's almost all day with that shit. It's, yeah. I've never seen anything – I've never seen a guy where I felt more confident every time he gets up there to go, oh, 55 yards for Justin Tucker? No problem. He'll, he'll, he's going to knock it right down the middle. Yeah. And it's not going to waver or anything. You're just going to go – as soon as it leaves his foot, you're going to go, it's good. Pick it up, walk off the green, I mean, give it to him. Amazing yesterday. Yeah. Amazing. I, I, when he left his foot – I was like, oh, my gosh, he made it's it. has got a chance. And then it hit the car, and I went, oh, my gosh, he's going to miss it. And it went – I mean, it reached the net in the back yeah. there. I mean, that was an unbelievable moment. Right. Unbelievable. The Raven, let me just hit on that real quick. You know, the Ravens, you know, obviously down there, right? But, man, I, I still felt like, I mean, they left a lot of plays and points on the board. I mean, Hollywood Brown, he was Bollywood Brown yesterday. Mm. It was Bollywood. I mean, he is <laughs> – it was he dropped it. I'm gonna say at least one touchdown. Two other ones that are like, if it's not a touchdown, they're going down to the four or five yard line. Yeah. Right. So uh, they blew some opportunities there and give Detroit credit. Yeah. They just hung around and yeah. I felt so bad for Dan Campbell. Oh my gosh. I, it was as bad as I felt for a coach in a long time because he's thinking, wait, it's fourth and nineteen. We got him. Great throw by Lamar Jackson, by the way. A lot like the Rodgers throw a little bit. So good. Back yeah. foot, just lofted it right perfectly Patience, over the touch, guy. Right. Yeah. So that was amazing. Now, Detroit got fucked over. That was delay a game. 
I, okay, so that's where we're going. Yeah. Um, at Triple X Neon, can you mention that the refs gave the game to the Ravens by ignoring a blatant delay of game on the previous play? 1.5 seconds highlighted last night of the show. Yeah. I mean, sometimes or a lot of times there's like a split second where it's like, oh, was that late? They'll Might give you like a, a second been. grace period. And I feel like that they the that officiating crew kind of fell into that trap, but they're used to assuming the quarterback's going to get it off just a split second after. And it was, it was like way another after, split, and then then another split, and then after it so was bad. it was. I think we were even being nice on Football Night in America by putting one point five seven. I really do. Because I think it was more. I think it was more because like we had somebody in the back room kind of slowing it down, mm. and really so it could keep track of the time. Like it was it was closer to two. Yeah, it really was. It was almost a full two count of and and that yeah that was egregious. That's the game. Of course, that is a game. That is the game. Because, yeah, it's going to be five yards back, farther. You're not going to be able to hit a 71-yard field goal. He wasn't going to make it from 67. Yeah, right, right. He wasn't going to make it from 67. Exactly right. So that was huge. That really was. Uh, Ravens got lucky on that one. There's no doubt about it. Yeah, kind of a playoff game. What's that? Speaking of a playoff game, I think Titans-Ravens 2008-2008. Joe Flacco was third in, what, 19? It was – you okay, were, you were there on the sideline. Right? I was on the sidelines. I can still. Remember. I thought it was longer than that. And what what did he do? Is that the one where Flacco threw the ball down the right sideline to Derek Mason? See, seemed the Todd Heap. Okay, yeah, I can still remember. Yeah, I mean that that to me, I you know I was not even playing, but still like the most crushing loss. Similar. It just it was just killed it because it was we were the best team in the. I think we were the best team in football that year. Mm. We really, Pittsburgh won the Super Bowl. We were the home field advantage that year. We had beat Pittsburgh a few weeks before, thirty-three to fourteen at home, in like week fifteen to win the number one spot. You, st- you had Kerry Collins, Kerry Collins, an unbelievable offensive line. You know, CJ Two K, Algie Crumpler at tight end. Yeah. You know, Kenny Britt and uh, Justin Cage at, at uh, wide receiver. Um, uh, damn, the other. I'm missing somebody else, but either way, and a really good defense with Vanden Bosch and Albert Hainsworth and Keith Bullock and Michael Griffin and Cortland Finnegan. Great pros it was there. a really damn good team. The best team I've, I was on in my career. Give me the headlines presented by Hyundai is up next. We don't have a theme song here. We got to work on that. Yeah, what's going by on? By the here? way, Christopher. All right, Raiders beat the Dolphins 31 28 in overtime. Your headline is? Uh,. What? Let's see. I, I can't even remember my damn headline here. Wait, uh, <laughs> oh, duh, duh. I've already talked about this with Pete, and I should have wrote these down. All right, <laughs> you should. But Viva Las Vegas. Yes, Viva yeah. Las Vegas. There's your song. I mean, rolling the. I mean, first off, yeah. Start that game the way they did. I know, right? Pick six. You don't win that often. You throw a pick six. No, pick six. Then get the ball the next drive, get stopped on a fourth and short. That leads to, you know, more points for the Miami the Miami Dolphins. They're up fourteen nothing early. Uh just yeah, I, I just I can't say enough about Derek Carr, his play. Mm. But to me, there was one play that changed the game. Like they're up fourteen nothing and the Dolphins, you know, yeah, I got questions about them, their offense, Jacoby Brissett. But you've given them a short field one mm-hmm. off the fourth down. And now, now they got the ball backed up, right? And it's the weirdest safety I've ever seen. It's the weirdest safety I've ever seen. 
he looks downfield and then throws a ball to the left, and I think it was Waddle in his own end zone, and he gets tackled for a completion safety. Yeah. That's like really rare, and if I can't even think can't of one that's ever happening, it. right? Yeah, uh, and that the, really the game was never the same after that because, of course, then they kicked the field goal. Vegas went down, got a field. I mean, uh, Vegas got the ball after that. They got they kicked the field goal and really controlled the game. And you thought, man, my, Miami has no chance of winning this game, and they just put together two gutsy drives in yeah. the fourth quarter yeah. and got in the end zone and sent the Close. thing to overtime, which I was shocked about. I was really, I really was shocked. At Hunter Rolls asks, self-scout thyself. If you were doing top 40 quarterbacks again today, Derek Carr would easily crack the top 10. Winking face. Love the pod, boys. Thanks, man. Uh, yeah, I, I, yeah, I mean, right now, I mean, I don't know. Let's just look at it real quick. I mean, he's he's definitely playing quarterback at a top five level in football. There's, there's I was no, going to say maybe maybe yeah, higher than top. Yeah, 10. I mean, he's he's in the MVP conversation, right? and he's in the special list of people we've talked about today already. I think where you go, Stafford, Herbert, like you've mentioned a few times, Josh Allen, Josh Allen, yeah. And he was, so he was 14 for me. And Derek Carr, yeah. I mean, yeah, if I had to re-rank him right now, he certainly would be a big big jump up from 14. Um, we'll see where it goes. We really will. I mean, I don't think it's going to falter much with Derek Carr. I don't. Mm-hmm. I think he's got the offense. He's got weapons. I would be shocked if, like, his play really falters. Am I 100% sold on the Raiders yet as, like, being an AFC power? No, I don't think I am quite yet. Hell of a September, though. Hell of a September. Yeah. Defense a is September. a lot better. Yes. Play tough as hell. We saw the run game going a little yesterday. Real good balance of playmakers as no far as doubt. catching the ball. No doubt. They always have guys popping up with multiple catches. You're exactly right. There, 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 there's something to watch there. Yeah. I guess it's the, the part I keep questioning is just, will their defense be what, I, what it's been? Right. And, it was but, so atrocious last year. I think right. it's fair to say, even though Gus Bradley's done a good job with right. them, it's fair to wonder, like, okay, nice job in September. Yeah. Let's see. You keep Let's it just up. see you keep it up. Yeah. But there's a lot to like and respect about what they're doing. Yeah, I mean, three great wins, but like it's also like you know, again, we're a little bit of an area right now of like I'm not exactly sure what the AFC is exactly yet. Like, yeah, I still think Kansas City's good, and we know the Chargers are good, but you know, yeah, Buffalo, Tennessee, two and one. I think okay, I I know Broncos they're good. are unbeaten. Yeah, so there's still a lot of like you know, but like the Raiders, yeah, they they beat the Steelers. So the Steelers, okay, I mean, they don't look that special. Right. The Ravens, like we talked about, they beat them in Week One. I mean, the Ravens could be zero and three very easily, and the Dolphins, I think, are kind of finding their way and have been offensively challenged through three weeks as well. So I don't mean to put a damper on the Raiders parade. I just I'm saying I want to see a little bit more so before I go. A lot of figuring they're out. They're a to top do in the two AFC. or three team yeah. in the AFC. I'm not ready to say that yet. The Patriots are probably better than a one and two team as well. Yes, probably. probably. Yes, yeah. I mean, that's that's tough schedule so far for them stay in the AFC here for the headline Bengals beat the Steelers 24 to 10 Woo! Um, Pete you got to help me out getting my fucking ear here that could be the headline I mean I can't remember all of them off the top of my head there we go duh I forgot it's my best <laughs> one of the day it's time to replace the clock mm, big Ben yes yeah, yeah. it's it's I was hard it's ugly yeah it's ugly all three games Yesterday was the ugliest it's been by far. It's like lost feel in the pocket. Decisions are all over the place. It's like, you, you know, one, we know the physical skills are diminishing, yes, but it's also like you don't trust them either. Yeah. I don't trust them. 
You don't know what he's going to do with the football. What else are they going to do, though? I mean, I don't know. I mean, yeah. I mean, Mason Rudolph. Would you play? Or I, I mean, Haskins is there too, right? It sounds like like Rudolph's going to get their first right. Yeah. Uh, to you know, be the backup. You know my thoughts on him. I, I clearly think Dwayne Haskins is more talented, but. I don't think they're going to go there yet with that conversation with Big Ben. But, man, you get another one or two games that have looked like they have the last few weeks. They're, 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 they're going to have to have that conversation. Remember how the victory in Buffalo felt two weeks ago? Such a big win going there and beating Josh Allen right. the Bills. Right. With the kind of medal they had in the second half. Man, oh, man, they haven't followed up to that. No, they haven't. And what we've seen really, you know, again, is like, like uh, you know, week one and week two, they're just – can't really run the ball with consistency. The pass game's all over the place. You know, there's never, you know, just any surgical aspect of the drop back pass game where I go, oh man, they're in a rhythm here. You go six yards, seven yards, ten yards, six yards, two yards, boom, boom, boom. There's never any of that. It, it's um, it's it's not good, and it's why I picked the Bengals to win the football game. The Bengals defense is good. They are good. Doesn't get talked about a lot. No, I, they're talent. They got a little. They got big guys in the middle. They can rush the passer a little bit. The secondary is one of the better secondaries in football. And you know, offensively, yes, they got it going a little too. Big time. You know, you know Burrow, Burrow looked really good. Burrow looked good. Jamar Chase, two receiving touchdowns, uh, became the youngest player and first twenty-one-year-old in NFL history to have four-plus receiving touchdowns. In his team's first three games. Yeah. yeah. So, like, you know, it's time to replace the clock. Or my other headline for this game would chase your fucking preseason (laughs) headline about the Bengals out the door. Because Jamar Chase is a baller. Yeah. He's, uh, again, he's a bust. It's preseason game number two. He's a bust. Well, let's let the guy play a little in the NFL. And what you're seeing already is leave him man-to-man. You're rolling the dice. He is trouble. Because that throw by Burrow at the end of the first half is like the true thing of if he's even, he's leaving. Yeah, caught the bottom quarter of the ball. Right, caught the bottom quarter of the ball. When Joe threw the ball, he was like a step behind the DB. Yeah, And then he sees the ball, and this is what great receivers do. They have another gear right. when the ball's in the air, and he just goes and gets it. Another great reminder, even though we're all excited when football comes back in August yeah. for camp and preseason games, the number one storylines in Cincinnati, Joe Burrow's uneasy in the pocket. He's afraid to step into a throw, and Jamar Chase can't catch. Yes. Now and look where we are. They've crushed that. Out the door. I mean, yes, we've seen big plays from Chase in all three games so far. Take it easy yeah, in August. That's right. All right, Vikings beat the Seahawks 30-17. to 17. What do you got? Feast or famine. Mm-hmm. Feast or famine. With it, which side? With Seattle. This is what they are. This is. I, I've tried to say this a little bit last week. I don't know if it was to you on Monday or Wednesday, I, I, but it, this is my – if Seattle can't overwhelm you early on with their, we got a few game plan plays on offense and just our emotions and our, you know, our intensity and a few little different things on defense early in the game. If we just can't overwhelm you right there, man, we're going to hit a wall at some point and you'll be able to come back. And it's just, that's <laughs> it, what they are right now. It's, it's big plays or nothing on offense. It's big plays or nothing on defense. In defense. And thinking of that defense, uh, at Vikes 90-90, Chris, ask a good question. Self-scout thyself, the Seattle scheme. I know you've been talking for years about how basic it is and yeah. teams are tearing it up. Right. How did the Seattle scheme dominate for so long who created a way to attack it? Or how did Seattle's scheme that dominated for so long right. basically get beat up 
by the Vikings yesterday. Yeah, well, okay, so here's the first thing. You know, any great scheme finally gets, you know, blown up to a degree. The, the Bear defense with Buddy Ryan and 85 Bears. Yeah, that was cool for like two or three years. But then, like, Joe Montana and Bill Walsh showed a few ways how to beat it, and all of a sudden it was like, whoa, this is how you do it. Dan Marino beat it. And, you know, you start to see teams find a few things that are, like, expose it, and then everybody starts to copy it and find different ways to do those things. And five years ago, six years ago, they had awesome players. Oh, that, that's the other thing, too. It's, it's, you can run the Seattle scheme back then, too, when you have the most talented defense in football. And it was still a scheme that was cutting edge. You know, let's go to Tampa 2 in Miami. I mean, in in Tampa. I mean, it was the same thing. Yeah, Tampa 2, cool scheme, incredible talent, right, down there with that Buccaneers defense and Tony Dungy. And it was a little bit of like, whoa, how do we attack this? Slowly but surely, people started to build inventory and how to attack Tampa 2 to the point where – at my end of my career in Tampa in 2005, we couldn't even fucking play the defense anymore. Mm. Every, it, was, it got carved up. It was like we, that's where the Seattle scheme started, right there, because Gus Bradley was down there with us, and he started to play more cover three. They started to go, fuck Tampa too. Everybody's got 25 plays to just gash us. <laughs> they spent the whole offseason yeah, doing it. A whole offseason, yeah. and a few defenses have copied us now. Yep. So you find that. and so, but, so there's that aspect. But here's the other thing to our, to our, our uh um, our listener and the question they don't really run seattle scheme a whole lot there anymore mm-hmm. they don't they try to do bear fronts three four fronts they're doing different things on the back end the bottom line is they're not good enough in seattle there's just the talent is not good enough this is where i was you know it's a lot of good but there's no great they have to blitz to get pressure their front four is not going to get it they have to get pressure to cover because they can't cover in the back end it's just that's a bad combo. Yeah. And you're yeah. seeing they're getting gashed. Huge plays. The run, same thing with the run game. They're not good enough up front to just say, wait, we'll play a basic defense and we can stop your running. They got to put, like, go back and watch the game. For the last two weeks, how many plays are eight and nine people at the line of scrimmage? And eight or nine, oh, they should stop the run and there's a huge cutback lane because they're over aggressive or undisciplined or the, or the bootleg play action game. But yeah, Minnesota. You know, after getting down 17-7, they whooped that ass from there on out. Kirk Cousins, 30 out of 38, Chris. He heads into October, almost 75% completions. Hasn't thrown a pick yet. He's he's amazing. I mean, he really is. I mean, he's he's not, like, ever going to make you just go, oh, wow, oh, my gosh, what an unreal play. That's one of the highlights of the year. No, it's not. But if you just give him – you know, a little of the system. He's going to make sure everything's right every play. And if people are open, he is going to hit it. Mm-hmm. You know, and he's he's even if they're not open, if they're open by a a, a, a a hair, he's got incredible confidence in his ability to throw the ball into those windows too, and just go. I'm going to let it rip. I throw the ball good. Yeah, it's not going to be a laser like Justin Herbert or Joss Allen, but it's still going to be damn good. And what I'm amazed about them is just how simple the formula is, Mm. and it just works every week. The run game is special. They always have a few little wrinkles in the run game to keep you off their base stuff. So Clint Kubiak, great job there. I mean, really. And then the, the, uh, the ability to just feed Jefferson and Thielen 
every week. You just go, I know, that's right? the only two fucking guys they throw to, and they're open <laughs> all game long. Kind of backing up to our initial theme where we started out with. I mean, quarterback with their favorite targets. Yes. I mean, working time and time again. Time and time weekend. again. Yeah. I mean, they, they – they, um, yeah, there's a team one and two could be three and zero oh in a lot of ways. Yeah. Certainly two and two and one, and I'm not counting them out yet. Just by the way they look, the Zimmer, you know, once he got a feel for what the the Seahawks were trying to do to him and his defense on that side of the ball, yeah. they slowed that that attack down in a hurry. Final one, your old team here or your old team in your family. Yeah. Falcons beat the Giants seventeen fourteen. Another game offensively that was tough to watch. And uh, Eli Manning had his. Yeah, uh, that's the headline. Name was put in the Ring of Honor yeah. with his number and all that. Right. Sorry, Eli is all I could say. Sorry, Eli. Damn, I'm that hurt me yesterday. Which I mean, part of it? This is the offense struggling so much. Yeah, just and and the ass whooping they put on the Falcons in the first half. I mean, an ass whooping. The Falcons couldn't do anything. Anything. And then there we go, going into halftime, and we're losing seven to six. I'm saying we, yeah, I'm a Giants fan, period. <laughs> I, I mean, that's that's what I do. So that 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 does, it hurts me. But, yeah, I think it's inability to get in the end zone when you get down there. We've seen that two out of the three games, whether this Atlanta game or week one against Denver. Uh, and then defensively. Blundered a few mistakes here and there. Yeah. And, yeah, defense, maybe not being able to make that play to go, wait, okay, offense, you don't have to do it. Defense, we'll make the play this week to kind of put the nail in the coffin or help us help us win this game. You know, they do a lot of good things on defense. But, yeah, as we've talked about a little bit, the NFL is a lot about plays. It's hard to just go, we're going to play sound football, we're going to play sound football, and we'll play sound all game, and we'll win the game soundly. No, you won't. No, you won't. Because we've seen too many games here today we've talked about where we go, one team was sound and sound and sound and sound and didn't totally capitalize, and they end up losing because the other team finally found a groove and made some plays, and you go, holy shit, we were winning for more than half the game and kind of controlling it, and now we're going to lose. Are you Um, uh, thinking of losing? Are you losing confidence in Joe Judge? No, I'm not. I, I'm not losing confidence in Joe Judge. I, you know, I, I don't know what I what my overall thought of them is. You know, to trying to process this on the fly here. <laughs> you know, they they got screwed in week two. They should have won that fucking game against Washington on Thursday night. And that's what happens. You blow an opportunity to win a football game, and now here you are in another game where. Yeah, it's a, it's a nail-biter, and you don't make the play or two to come through. I, I don't know. Like I, I look at it like this. I just go, I don't look at their games and go, man, they're out-coached, or they're doing stupid stuff, or the game plan's not correct. You know, it just seems to be, you know, the inability to make that big play, or when there's a gotta-have-it moment, they just don't seem to make it. You talked about when we started out the, yeah. the difference in the league being this much. And right. They, they've really just, for lack of a better way to put it, they have pissed away the game the last two games. Yeah. Game I, they should have, especially the so. game yesterday. I think so. They, they, they basically controlled that game. I, it, it seemed like and it. And didn't have the points to show for it. I know. Matt Ryan got the ball back, made a couple of throws to open guys, and that yeah, was it. that was it. That's how it felt. You know, and I got to go back and watch maybe to look, is there certain things they did wrong or whatever? But I, I'm just watching the game. I went... I really expected to like how we saw it early. Like, I just thought, okay, it'll, it'll be instead of six nothing, it'll be ten nothing, and then it'll be like thirteen three, and then it'll be maybe you know sixteen six. Yeah. And they would just slowly wear down Atlanta, 
but they never made those they plays or the put them in a the spot to do it, yeah. to speak for it. Exactly right. Classic and, example. How many coaches have you heard say, if you let them hang around? Yeah, you let them hang around. And, and it's Matt Ryan. He's got, you know, Pitts and Calvin Ridley. got a few playmakers. And all of a sudden you go, shit. Yep. You know, what's his name dropping the the interception in the end zone? Oh, my gosh, um, yeah. Adoree Jackson, 14-7. I mean, right in his chest. Like, that's what I mean. Got to have moments for two weeks in a row. They just haven't been able to, to kind of make that play. That was Give Me the Headlines presented by Hyundai. And there's a show. There's a show. Is that it? That's there's, all? There, is that it? We had the victory lap. We had the damn okay. We, give we did it all. No, we hit it all. Touched I know. every game. I know. I think we hit every game. We got Dallas and Philly tonight. Yeah. Th- that'll be good. Uh, I'm, I'm expecting Dallas to win the football game. What is game. that game? Is it in Philly or Dallas? It's, it's, uh, it's in Dallas. It's their home okay. opener. So that place will be rocking. Yep. Uh, I think, you know, Philly, I would be shocked if they don't hang around and aren't a pain in the ass. You know, I just think they're, they're well coached. And like we've talked about, they're good up front on both sides of the ball. But – you know, ultimately, just what we're seeing from the Cowboys, offensive line's good. They have a unit that's special. Their offense is special, period. And when you have that special of a unit to where I look at the Eagles and go, there's a lot of good. I don't know if there's one special unit yet that I can go, yes, yeah. they got that, and it's going to have to make the Cowboys change. Uh, I don't know that. So, yeah, I'm going with the special unit and the fact that we saw Dallas run the ball a little last week. They obviously can protect. And Dak Prescott is a baller. And he's got ballers around him. So I expect them to win, you know, by a touchdown or so, somewhere in that region. And Wednesday, you'll be right back here with Ahmed. You guys will be going over some, some plays. Yeah, we're going to what the fuck happened Excellence. Wednesday. Please, you know, again, anybody listening, specific plays that you think were game-changing yeah. moments, send them in. Pete will go through them. I'm not necessarily going to do that. <laughs> Pete but will Pete do it. Pete will go through it, and we'll figure out, and we'll, we'll try to break down as much as we possibly can. And if we got the right footage to show you, we'll do our best there. But I love doing that, and please, uh, I welcome you know the interaction between the fans. Paulie, you the man. Good to see you, Thanks Chris. for driving the ship. You got it, man. Everybody have a good week. Enjoy Monday Night Football. Again, check us out on Wednesday for the Chris Sims Unbutton What the Fuck Happened podcast presented by Under Armour. Under Armour, you the man. Only way is through. That's right. See you. Peace out. Yeah, Under Armour on every aspect of the show. <laughs> they can't get enough. <laughs> <laughs>